Hello guys, welcome to Vaudeville. We're back. I am here with Paris. Yay! <laughs> I'm always <laughs> so excited when Paris comes on the mic. Um and Paris is a recurring guest. And so Paris, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the World Cup and maybe a little bit FIFA, but like the World Cup. <laughs> yes, the World Cup in Qatar. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So the World Cup in Qatar. What are your thoughts? Sigh. <laughs> Sigh. Okay, like, let's just put it on the table. Everybody knows this is because of bribery, FIFA, corruption. You know, that's the only reason it ended up here. It's not even safe for people to play in the summer. That's why it's in November this year. Yeah, and like, I heard that they gave like five of the voters one million each. It's horrible because even at that, because when they, I, I, because I was listening to a lot of John Oliver, I was reading a lot of articles before I came on this podcast. And there was like this article that talked about like how when Qatar, this was 2010, when Qatar was decided to be the host that they found Qatar not to be a conducive place to play football at all in any shape or size. First and foremost, they didn't have enough stadiums. Second and foremost, the weather was horrible. And, like, like it's they don't even have actual grass. Like Yeah. <laughs> I, is, are they playing on turf this I think year? It's I can't... AstroTurf. I think it's I think AstroTurf or they had enough money to import grass from somewhere else. Because Qatar somehow has make money. it grow. Yeah. Qatar has money. They were like saying that oh because we were like, Oh, how are we going to play this in summer? Because it was at first supposed to be in summer and they were like, Oh, that they they'll have a a robotic drone the cloud like, yeah the cl- a robotic cloud that blocked the sun i was like huh wait a minute <laughs> and like yeah. the aircon inside i was like these people are mad like like i i don't know how to because they said it was going to be around like let's say 50 something degrees celsius which is 120 it's like 120 standard 120 or 130 something degrees fahrenheit and i was like what the fuck like that yeah. is and that's what—that's the temperature these stadiums were built in, which is why this is such a huge human rights issue. Regardless of the system, I forget the exact name, but I mean, up until like last year, Saudi Arabia had a system where, you know, they would bring in immigrant workers, which we're not talking about, you know, what the feelings are on that. That's, that's a fact. It happens. It's literally not. Yeah, because they would take their passports and not allow them to leave the country you had to get permission from your employer to leave the country like what exactly slavery wages um there'd be like a hundred people in a single you know bunkhouse Mm -hmm. that had you know two sinks and a toilet no showers two pots in the kitchen like they were showering with toilet water. I like literally pouring water from toilet to shower themselves. And I was like, this is horrible conditions. Like at this point, you can't even say, oh, it's bad working conditions. It's straight up slavery because at the end of the day, these people are not living up to normal human standards. Even dog standards. Like any animal standards, they're not living up to that. Like it's also horrible. And in that sense, like I think over 400 people or if like, if I'm not mistaken, over like a thousand people died. Wow. I think that it ended up being like a thousand a year. I'll have to double. Let me check the stats on that. So it's officially four to five hundred deaths 
but that's only the officially reported numbers. A lot of people who passed away passed away due to heart failure, mm. like un unrelated heart failure, um, so that they wouldn't be included in the official numbers. It is so many people. And everybody's, here we go, 6,500 migrant workers have died since the construction of stadiums. February 21, from The Guardian. That is crazy. That's, yeah. Um, so, that's a, that's a, almost two years out of date. And that was the number at that time. The, the fact that the working conditions were crazy, the fact that FIFA looked the other way, because FIFA, FIFA, like, my whole problem is, like, people are like, oh, sport, like, politics doesn't, in, should not be involved in sports. But the roots of FIFA is political in a lot of senses. And choosing to not make a political statement for an organization of that size is a political statement. I mean, as soon as you become a massive organization like that, a massive company, anything you do is going to have some air of politics to it. That's just a fact. Because you have the money and power to actually change things. Exactly. And I, I think I, I think it was like in John Omar's segment where he brought up a video where like the former FIFA president said that it's even better to have the FIFA mm-hmm. World Cup in authoritarian areas because then there's no political problem or there's no problem. Everything is done by one Which person's is... hand. And I was like, what the f-? like I mean what? <laughs> I it's insane. The pattern. Russia was the last people who said it. Now Qatar. And like it's like <laughs> Well, I mean, even in the, I forget if it was the 70s or 80s, they had the World Cup in Argentina during, you know, one of the worst periods of, you know, modern dictatorship in South America. They also had it during the time of Mussolini, so. Yeah, like. They were just like, <laughs> picking, just, and my brain doesn't just comprehend. Like, we haven't even touched the human rights crisis that Qatar has been like known for um but like just the bare minimum of like fifa putting football a sport that is widely watched by if if not almost but all countries in the world it's the most broadcast thing on television mm-hmm. every time it's on it's broadcast to the most amount of countries and the most amount of people watch it more than the olympics which is saying a lot Exactly, and the fact that even at that, I don't know what message you're trying to portray by putting it in very high authoritarian. One thing I learned about Qatar is the men to women ratio is ridiculous. Yeah, it's one of the <laughs> highest, highest skewed ratios in the world for yes. any country. It's like over two hundred men to hundred women. I was like, what the? Uh, okay, that is one very strange. But and the that, na- native Qatari population is only something like 300,000 pe- people, right? Yes. A native Qatari. So, uh, so 100,000 women to 200,000 men. That That is literally like, um, they said that because one, the oil boom happened. And so like a lot of men were going during the oil boom, leaving their families or creating families in Qatar. But at the same time, they are like, let's like to give a woman a visa to Qatar than a man. Because they need the hard labor. Mm-hmm. They need the, the muscles or whatever they call it. And so they give it to men mostly and look at the conditions the men are put into. It's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, also, 
they they lied in a lot of the things they said that they were going to allow in the World Cup. They were going, yeah. they were going to be open. Well, I mean, there's the whole kerfuffle right before it started, like two days before, about beer. And it's Budweiser, right? They're the... They are one of the major sponsors of the World Cup. And, like, I don't care about their profit margin, you know. They can go suck it. But, like, you know, you took one of the biggest sponsors and then completely undermined everything that they stand for after you promised that they'd be allowed to do their normal thing. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, people can do whatever they want since FIFA World Cup. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, not really. Like, we don't want people dating. We don't do that in our country. No dating. No no indecency. No alcohol. No being too loud. We don't do all that shit in our country. Oh, no beer. Oh, oh, the cherry on top. <laughs> no LGBT. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, that surprised me less than the beer. Because the beer was an economic choice. Mm-hmm. And like Qatar has money Qatar has so much money so like them making a choice that would damage the economic standing is interesting to me um but them making a choice that puts marginalized social groups in a marginalized position is not surprising yeah. and I think the most annoying aspect is that when people are like oh you're in it's like the whole saying that oh when you're in Rome do what the Romans do or whatever analogy they use in that sense the um, Romans were fucking wild <laughs> They did whatever they wanted. That's why you can do what the Romans did, because they would do anything. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, it's their country, their choice. Let them, like, let them do what they, like, you have to, we came to a country, you have to adhere to it. That like, if you, if you didn't want to, if you don't, didn't adhere to it, you should boycott it. And I was like, that's not the point. That's mm-hmm. not the point. It's a world stage. Like, oh, wow, all these players, like, they should do it on their Instagram. I was like, but it's a world platform. People are speaking mm-hmm. out on this big, like I said, some places don't have like Instagram or whatever, but they they watch the World Cup. They mm-hmm. watch the freaking World Cup. They would know what the shit is going on in Qatar if players did not stand up for those kind of things. You know, it's kind of weird. And like the thing about it that annoys me the most, and I think I texted you about it, is the fact that the football community is very homophobic, very sexist. Mm-hmm. Like when Germany did the whole protest with the covering of their mouth thing, a lot of the floor community was like, oh, they deserve to be thrown away, that they'll come and come with their ideologies. Oh, Germany is being... Oh, they even brought up like, oh, remember the Nazi time that Germany is being hypocritical? I'm like, pause, 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 rewind. <laughs> First of all, it's been 75 years since the end of World War Two, something like that. And yes, Germany did bad things. But you have to, one, allow people to move on, and people are not the country they're from. So, you know, most of the people who are currently playing for Germany in the World Cup wouldn't have been born any any earlier than maybe the late 80s, mm-hmm. probably the early 90s, just age ranges. So they were in a very different time period, like, People change, countries change, things are different. So comparing them to Nazis and being like, you're hypocritical is a really stupid argument. Exactly. And that I was telling like, literally, that is Germany of the past. We're talking about Qatar of the present. It's not like we're talking about Qatar's past. Like, maybe you look back and Qatar did not even exist. <laughs> um, and so, that, we won't be talking about Qatar's past. 
But we're talking about Qatar's present. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous what they did. Like, I understand it comes from a place of religion. And I guess that it's not like United States where church and state is, is like separated. But still, this is the World Cup. You're supposed to have like people are coming representing their countries. They're like delegate. They're like an ambassadorship. It's like all of a sudden the UN says, "Oh well, we are UN. We are based in Qatar, so no UN person can be LGBT." Like what I talked about. Yeah, what? like, like <laughs> it makes so little sense from a standpoint of this so this is a very classic example of what's called sports washing which is just using a sporting event to make your reputation better um so like saudi arabia owning soccer teams internationally Mm -hmm. um the fifa world cup going to argentina during a period of dictatorship nazi germany having the olympics in 1936 all of these are examples of the attempts to use sports to make a government or a company to look better. And that's exactly what this is. But then they're undermining their attempts at that by continuing to follow through with the thing that they're trying to wash out. So it, it backfires because it's like, this is actually making you look even worse because you're tarnishing, you know, the world cup. I mean, the world cup is very tarnished to begin with, but it's one of those things is you don't mess with it, which is why they wanted it. And now they're not going to use it. And it's, it's also in a sense of like the FIFA president who was like, oh, no, I feel like an Arab. I feel like a, I feel like a, a black person. I feel like a member of the LGBT community. I understand discrimination because I was discriminated because I had red hair. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, listen, gingers can be treated like shit in the UK. We know this. What? <laughs> I, I'm like, it's not the same thing. Like, it's like, he, like, flew over his head. It's not even that like he's even from UK. I think he's Italian, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's even worse than <laughs> Italian man or something like that. If I'm not, I'm pretty sure he's Italian. If I'm not, I don't know. If um, if he's not Italian, please tell me. Let me know. I think I'll do more research. Well, actually, I can do research right now. But I yeah, think I'm he, looking that up. He is either Italian or some one of those countries. Um, he is Swiss. He's Swiss. Swiss. Oh God. I mean, similar. <laughs> he is Swiss. Yeah, he's Swiss. But he's a fan of Italian soccer clubs, so I think he was southern Switzerland, which is very close. Yeah, okay. Because I, like, I saw the last name, Infani, Infantino. Tino. And I was like, oh, that, Gianni? I was like, that sounds like a very Italian name. Um, <laughs> but apparently he's Swiss. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't, like, I, it, it pisses me off, to be honest. Like, how would you describe discrimination in the sense of like, oh my god, my hair was red, so like a lot of people just like discriminate against me. So you're bald now. It doesn't even <laughs> matter what color your hair was. <laughs> no, you're bald, Paris. <laughs> but yeah. Listen, I would never make fun of somebody for being bald unless it's him. And you're like, this is just like you're a terrible person. This is just adding on to it. Um, but there's crisis like even the fact that okay so there was a whole thing uh recently um because germany won oh no germany drew 
with Spain. Oh my god. And then um a lot of the Qataris who were there were like having pictures up of Ozil. Ozil was yeah. a player who was in Germany but then he was removed for reasons one people are not are not sure of. But they think that he was removed because he talked about the Uyghur Muslims in China, the, the mm-hmm. issues that were happening. But I actually found out that that wasn't the reason why he was removed. He was removed because he was very close friends with the Turkish president, Erdogan, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Erdogan. 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 Something like that. He is considered somewhat of an authoritarian figure, too, in his own right. And I mean, Turkey is the worst place in the world to be a journalist. Yeah. Outside of North Korea. Um, and. Um, he was buddies, buddies with the guy, and they told him, "Hey, can you release a statement that you're like not going? You're going to distance yourself from him." Well, he doubled down on it by inviting him as his best man to his wedding. <laughs> awesome! Wow, so good. <laughs> and so I think he was. He took a picture with the guy with another player, and player apologized, but he didn't apologize, and so they removed him from the team. <laughs> And now, a lot of people say it's because of his comments on the Uyghur Muslims, because, but the timeline doesn't match, because when he talked about the Uyghur Muslims, I think he was already removed. That was like a year later. So, this whole thing, they were not like, like having their mouths closed, like the Germans did, the Qataris, and having pictures of Ozil around. And I'm just like, you guys don't seem to understand what you're protesting, or like, you're saying, oh, they silenced a Muslim man, or something like that, but first of all, they didn't silence him, he was having ties with a dictator a dictator and i mean it, they, it's just it's they're not understanding the entire situation they understand a part of it and so they're speaking on the part they understand which isn't a bad thing but they aren't they don't seem to realize that they don't understand everything yeah i, re- I recently blocked a friend because of this <laughs> because of this thing. <laughs> so i have a friend she is from lebanon but she lives in qatar and she was really supporting the Qatar government in their decisions. And like, oh, the Western media is trying to tear apart Qatar and all these kind of things. But I'm like, why pick and choose what people protest on? Like, literally, the person who... A man was wearing um, a protest shirt about Iran and they put him in jail <clears throat> for like three hours or something like that. But people are out here flying the flag of Palestine. And I have no issues with protesting anything because i feel like palestine people need to protest it but you can't pick and choose what you want protested like you can't pick and choose like oh fly the palestine fly but oh no you lgbt don't do that oh the iranian you can't talk about that you can't pick and choose. if you're gonna allow one group to protest you have to allow maybe not all groups to protest Mm -hmm. but like you probably should allow the vast majority you know exactly so it's mm, mm -mm. Like, I have no issue with them, like, protesting. Like, they have many flags of Palestine, and they were waving it. Like, they are not... They are not... They are not acknowledging Israel as a country in in this World Cup. That is fine. That's okay. You know, protest what you want. That's... Sure. Like, I feel like what's going it's, on in Palestine... Yeah. That's a very tense thing with that part of the world. Um, the is, Israel's relationship with most of the countries in the Middle East is super tense and that's been a thing literally 75 years so yeah that's a different conversation and also in a sense i don't like i believe that a lot of what is happening in palestine 
um, especially when you think of the West Bank, is horrible. Like, <coughs> I think it's horrible. It's like modern day, I, I wouldn't really say genocide, in a sense, but somewhat of that nature of like someone will just wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I like your house. I can have it. Like, I, I'm like, what the, you know, because they are yeah. Israeli and they feel like they have more rights. But in a sense, I don't believe that that's a human rights crisis in a sense. But like, from one human rights crisis to another, you can't be talking about one human rights crisis while also performing yours. Yeah, like, you can't. Those in glass castles shall not cast stones. Exactly. Like, and Iran is on. Is I mean, Qatar is in a pretty thin glass house. Iran also is, but that's not who we're talking about today. Talking about the context of the game, USA yeah. is funny. Like USA. Okay. I don't big... think U.S. understands what a tie is. No. It, it, listen, it doesn't happen that often in football, baseball, basketball, or hockey, so we don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm talking even about the Iran. There was an Iran, a whole Iran controversy with the United States because, <laughs> first and foremost, um, Iran, um, the, the flag, because the flag, I think the, the, the symbol in the middle of the Iranian flag is the symbol of the Islamic Republic. Because it's the flag that came out during the Islamic Republic. So USA trying to stand by the women of Iran and stand by the protests of Iran removed that symbol when they were doing like showing US flag versus, you know, Iran flag kind of game. Which is funny because all of the symbols along the bottom of the green and the top of the red, it's Alua Akbar mm-hmm. written over and over again. And so Yeah. So the US removed that. And it caused a lot of controversy because you know US they don't mind their business. They uh <laughs> Yeah <laughs> They don't know how to protest well. Like the fact that this was their way of protesting, like totally altering a whole flag. I I was weird about that because like one once that I understand the gesture, it's a nice gesture. It's just altering it's the whole a, flag. Like it's a bit off the mark. <laughs> it is. So um so a lot of Iranians were like, oh, you need to expel United States. You need to expel them from the World Cup. This is what they did. This is what they did. So they did an interview with Taylor Adams, which is one of the players for the United States and the coach. And I don't know what he said. He called the Iran. And so this whole journalist stood up and was Iranian. And he was like, first and foremost, you can't even, you are talking about issues of Iran. And you can't even pronounce the, the, the country right. And <laughs> second of all, like, you guys have your own racism problems. And you're coming out to talk about Iran Iranians' problems. Okay, I get it. But that's not the place or time to even talk about that. Because, yes, America has racism problems. Are they getting better? In some senses, because see, maybe, I mean, we're not in Jim Crow era anymore. You can't all of a sudden bring, it, like, yeah, we're coming out, because now the main topic is Iran and how they are, like, literally killing people in Iran. But yeah, they come like, oh yeah, don't talk about that issue if you guys have not dealt with your racism problem. If that's the case, no one can talk about any country's issue because at the end of the day, Germany yeah. can, people be like, oh, Germany, shut up because you guys had a Nazi problem a while back. Oh, yeah. oh, you Rwanda? Rwanda, you want to open your mouth? Like, it's it become like, no one can talk about anybody's issue. And like, it's important to acknowledge the issues within your own country, but it's also important to try and help other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a basic level, saying that you can't talk about this until your country is perfect, I understand it, but no country is going to be ever be perfect. 
So moving a bit on to the game, we've moved a lot from Qatar and FIFA. Um, the games this 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 year unpredictable. Like, I don't <sighs> know. I I was saying that I feel like it's a lot of what was skewed about it. One, it wasn't taking place in the summer, so a lot of these people were like one already playing football for clubs, and so they might not be in that same energy that they were supposed to like recuperate in the summer, or the fact that they've not spent more time together as a team country team because a lot of them were like a week ago were playing for their club teams but like which i mean what ex- that would kind of explain you know how argentina lost to saudi arabia and you know how germany lost to japan because to my knowledge japan doesn't have a really big soccer league do they it's not a big um league for sure they do have a football league it's just i don't think i think they are number two in asia because mm-hmm. I think South Korea is number one. They always, South Korea tends to win it more. So I don't know. Japan has qualified for the World Cup a few times. So I don't think they've gone to 16 or have beaten... They beat, they beat Germany, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they've, they've beaten a team of that caliber. But like that would explain those issues, those surprises. Because, you know, you're not quite ready. So a team that, you know, this is the only... This is the main thing they've been focusing on. They could beat you. But then, I don't know, some of the other ones are just wild. Yeah. You know? The amount of draws or ties this time is crazy. (laughs) It's also a lot, there's been a lot of points scored so far. I mean, there are games that have five points combined. That's a lot. (laughs) So it's just one of those things like, there's a, just, it's a weird, weird tournament this year. I mean, Spain scored seven goals in their game against Costa Rica. That's an insane amount. And then Costa Rica went on to beat Japan, and Japan went on to beat Germany, and Germany tied with Spain. I was like, what kind of madness is this? Like, it's like... Right. <laughs> not predictable in any sense. Like, what do you mean that, like, like 7-0 Costa Rica? But somehow Costa Rica beat Japan one goal. And that was their only shot on target. That one shot on target is the whole tournament... That one shot on Tiger was their goal. <laughs> one goal. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it, it's strange. There have been very few games that played out, you know, completely as expected, or even mostly as expected. Yeah. I, I haven't gone a single day since this thing started, basically, without being like, what is this upset? And it's like... <laughs> right that's literally so i remember like what what game was it was it south korea ghana or no senegal south korea i think no it's cameroon's game against who did cameroon play against that they came back from it uh losing to oh serbia serbia um and cameroon like serbia scored two points at first (laughs) and then cameroon i think scored two later on and then Serbia scored three and then Cameroon scored it was a, that game was I would say the best game so far that has been played in this tournament because this tournament one has been quite a ball because it was always ending up in some tie yeah uh, <laughs> but even if this one was a tie this one was like you were at the edge of your seat for each and everyone like oh oh okay and oh oh my god like it's it's and then Ghana too like Ghana what like it's it's it's, ghana's been doing really well i know and now they're going to play uruguay which like to be honest uruguay 
I wouldn't say did them dirty. You know, if you know, so 2010 World Cup, this was like a while back, 12 years ago. 2010 World Cup, Uruguay, Ghana. And Ghana almost scored a goal. He passed the goalie. <clears throat> Luis Suarez was at the post and used his hand to hit the ball out from the post. That was supposed to be a goal if he didn't use the handball. So he got a red card. He was taken away. And then Ghana got the penalty and they didn't do one well penalty. But they still blame to this day Luis Suarez for the problem because they were like, it would have been a goal if he didn't use his hands. It was like the whole thing about like, because in my mind, I was just like, oh, if you accept the hand of God, Maradona goal, why can't you accept Luis Suarez defending? Literally, this was like him trying to save his country from, you know, losing. They would have gone to semifinals. But Ghana has been holding that grudge. (laughs) And now they're going to face Uruguay to see who's going to go to round of 16. And so it's going to be quite the funny match. (laughs) That's oh, that's gonna be I was good. Like, what if Ghana does what Luis Suarez? <laughs> God, it's so funny. Um, but I personally believe that because people were like, "Oh, they um, they should have given them automatic goals since like the thing would have been a goal if the 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 football player who's supposed to use their feet wasn't in that post at that time." So I see where they're coming from, but to be honest, I don't. I don't generally agree. I love Ghana, but like I don't agree with that because I feel like they already gave him the red card. He was sent off. You guys got a penalty. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't use it. So it's not really that's true. the thing. Like if they hadn't been given penalty, I would completely understand the argument. But you had the opportunity to get it back. Yes. <laughs> but they are going for revenge. <laughs> I personally think they'll only do better if they don't have revenge in mind because they'll go with so much emotions and they might make mistakes. So they yeah. not go in like, oh, we must beat them, you know. I, I, I feel but like, like if they go in to play a good game, I think they're better off, yeah. I do think they are better off because they held their own against, who was it? Who did they go against? Oh, it was Portugal. Mm-hmm. They, they, Portugal beat them 3-2-2 two, two, and it was a very strong game. They played a good game. Um... You, Uruguay you lost to Portugal two to zero, so I feel mm-hmm. like they have a shot. If they like, if they go in I mean, and play the way they've been playing, they really have a shot. But like, the thing about Ghana is that they're very unpredictable. One moment they're playing amazing, another moment I don't know what they're doing. Then another moment you're like, what kind of football are these people playing? Like, <laughs> it's a mystery. Well, and, you know, any of the pretty standard predictions that you could have been made that have been made in years past and been you know safe bets. With how this tournament's going, I don't think there is a safe bet. I mean, Qatar's already out. That was honestly kind of whatever. But some of these, you know, some of these defeats have been insane. Where it's just, oh god, I'm looking for a specific one. Yeah, I mean, once again, Saudi Arabia, Argentina. Like, if you had told anybody that match, they'd be like, really. You're really thinking that's going to be at anything other than an Argentina like blowout win, uh, you know? Because then, I mean, Saudi Arabia then lost to Poland by two, mm-hmm. you know, two zero. So it's just like you can't really call what's going to happen here. Yeah, which feels like it should be exciting, but then you have all of the ties, and it's not exciting when they're all draws. And I think Saudi Arabia is going to go against... Who are they going against? Next. Mexico. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> because they actually have to beat Saudi Arabia by at least four points. 
to go to mm. the next round. And I'm kind of scared for them. Like, like, in case it's a draw or in case it's like a... Mexico, because Mexico has not scored one goal this whole tourney. Every, the draw was 0-0. Zero, zero. The pass on was 2-0. Like, Mexico needs to get their shit together. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we only currently have two round 16 matches. It's USA-Netherlands and then England-Senegal. Those are the only two matches right now. And everything in the group stage for, like, the rest of the week, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. Because, so... I know Brazil, Portugal, and France have gone to the next round. They just haven't chosen who is going to be first on table, who is going to be okay. this kind of things. But Brazil, Portugal, and France, for sure, next round. Um, okay. It's just determining who in that other list. I know Canada is out, for sure. So you should rule Canada out, so that whatever group they're in. What group is Canada in again? Uh, Canada's in Group F. Which has... Uh, they're playing Morocco on Thursday. Morocco, oh Morocco, <gasps> Morocco, Canada's... Beat, Morocco beat uh, Belgium. That was a, another upset. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tunisia is playing France. Uh, it's Poland, Argentina, and then Cameroon, Brazil. So those will be the determining ones. It's Cameroon. <laughs> well, I'm. I mean, we've talked about the Ghana Uruguay game. That's going to be really good because both of them have been very up and down so far. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other two in their group are South Korea and Portugal, which South Korea has also been pretty up and down so far this season, uh, this tournament. They, I think their first game they tied, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe so. They tied and then they lost the next one, which was sad, but at the same time, I was. Yes. Yeah. Their first game they tied Uruguay 0 0. And then their second game, they lost to Ghana, 2-3. Oh, and now they're facing Portugal, which... I mean, South Korea can come with a win. Because last time, during the World Cup, um, they beat Germany. Yeah. And they went to the next round. So South Korea could be like, okay, you know what? But also, South Korea lineup is one of the funniest lineup I've seen. Um, the, the whole com- comedy about the... If you look at lineup, you see the whole defense. Their last name is Kim, and then the keeper is Kim. So, um, a lot of what they've been doing, because they're the only country so far that have, like, their name initials with their surname on their clothes, because mm. they have, Kim is a very popular Korean name. It's but the whole defense is Kim. And then the, <laughs> the, 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 um, what is it, the goalkeeper is Kim. So, like, when I watched the, the Spanish version, so they do mention the full names, but the Italian version, they were like, and Kim, 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 Kim. <laughs> Belgium, they're going to be playing Croatia. Ooh. Now, that's for Group F. And Group F is those two, Canada and Morocco. And I don't... Have any of them been doing particularly well so far? Morocco beat Belgium. Belgium beat Canada. Croatia oh. drew... No, Croatia beat Canada. And Croatia drew with Morocco, if I'm not mistaken. 
so yeah so all of them are sitting right now no belgium has three points croatia has four points and i think morocco has four points i don't know if i'm correct understanding and then uh, canada Canada's has good. one has one mm-hmm. so canada is out immediately because there's no way they can make that up I'd, wait a minute if they could i mean this is the tournament if anybody could make no, it up hold on i think i am mistaken let me see let me be sure um world cup standing because i don't think they, they already said that canada is out um okay. let me see honestly if there was any way to come back somehow this is the tournament that some team would come back from like a four-point deficit and yeah. make it to the next round somehow <laughs> okay canada has zero points that's why they can't come back because oh, they, lost, yeah, no, they lost they lost to belgium and they lost to croatia so they have zero points and there's no coming back from zero at this point <laughs> because even if you get three points the other two people already have four points so there's no yes. way they're coming back belgium yeah. can come back if they get if they won get uh if they get like a three goal draw with mm-hmm. oh actually goal difference yeah like a four goal draw with they're playing croatia right mm-hmm. with croatia i mean that's a pretty big ask though that is a pretty big ask it or, could happen <laughs> or somehow miraculously canada beats morocco or belgium beats croatia if belgium beats croatia they go to next round okay if they yeah, beat croatia it's... they go to next round for sure but like i said it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's a big it's a uphill battle, okay? Like, Croatia might just be like, you know what? I want this to be a tie. And they could leave it at a tie, and Belgium goes home. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't look at a single one of the games that's going to be coming up and be like, this team is definitely going to win at this point. Which, I mean... I mean, Argentina is going to face Poland, which is very going to be very crazy. Um, I feel like... Okay, wait. I correct. I stand corrected. I feel like Brazil will probably beat Cameroon, just because of it's Brazil. I feel so bad, and I want Cameroon to go through. Well, sadly, I do too. <laughs> yeah. But it is Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only thing I'm kind of like. I think that one's gonna go that way. Everything else, I'm like, who knows this year? Yeah. It. I. I don't. I do not know because if by any means Switzerland beats Serbia, they're going to next round. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't see Serbia beating Switzerland because Serbia lost only Drew Cameroon. Um, but yes, yeah, you're right. The rest of the group stage is uphill. Like, uh, like obviously, Spain. I don't know about this group with Spain. Oh, they're facing... Who are they facing? Japan. Which is oh, Japan, shit. like, both of them have been up and down this year. I mean... Wait a minute, Australia is still here. Sorry, I forgot <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I forgot Australia. They're number two. Oh yeah, no, goodness. Australia is playing Denmark tomorrow. Oh, okay. They, I don't. To be honest, I don't know who will take that because Denmark, they didn't do well the first game and they drew the second one. I think the first game was against France, so it's understandable they lost. Uh, <laughs> and I think they drew with Tunisia, which wasn't a good choice. So, well, the first game, sorry, was Tunisia and they drew. And then the second game was they lost to... They can... I feel they can beat Australia if they get their head together. But then... I think they could. They could beat Australia. But... They have a good keeper. They have a good defense. But I need... They need attack. I think that's the issue. <laughs> well, and then, like, 
Saudi Arabia is going to be playing Mexico, which anytime I'd be like, Mexico is going to win. But Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. And like, what? Well, they what? lost to Poland. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost to Poland in that same breath. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, I mean, if they play well enough that they could beat Argentina, they could take Mexico. Yeah. But if they play poorly, like they did against Poland, you know, every team seems to have within them this year, except for Qatar, um, the ability to do well. No, Qatar, Qatar and Canada. Canada has already gone home. Yeah. Canada like, lost oh. both matches. <laughs> Canada lost both matches. Qatar lost both matches, which is, this is the earliest that the host country has ever been kicked out yep. of the World Cup. Yep. Are we surprised? Which, I was telling someone, money can buy talent. Sorry, Qatar, but, like, you don't have the talent. No, like, you should be going home anyway for your human rights violations. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listen, I mean, they didn't even use home court advantage properly. Yeah, they didn't. If anybody should feel comfortable playing at 120 degrees, it should be the people who live there. Yeah, but they might be like, oh, you know, oh, they already lost all the games. I just realized. Lost all three. They lost, literally lost all three. And, like, they only scored one goal in their whole (laughs) tourney. Um, So, and they received seven goals in general from all three teams. (laughs) (laughs) This is so sad. That hurts me a little bit on the inside. Yeah, I, I, yeah. This is quite interesting. I should, I realize no team has so far, based on the two tables, no team has gotten nine points, like gotten all three right. And I think France might actually get nine points if they're. Who is who are they facing? Sorry, Spain mm. could too, but Spain mainly could because they got seven points in one game. Uh, yeah, Spain is already at eight. They could theoretically get nine. No, but I'm not saying goal difference. That's uh, what the the points four. Spain is currently at four. They drew. They can't get nine mm. points. They drew. They drew against Germany, so that's one point given to them. So okay. They can only get seven at max. Spain cannot get. They... I was thinking. I was actually just looking at the points scored. That's where oh, my no, mistake no, no. was. I was talking about the points like you get if you win, you draw. Only. Okay. And the only team that could get nine points are France, um, Brazil, and Portugal. Those are teams that likely might get nine points if they. I'll say Brazil probably will. Oh, they're facing Cameroon. I forgot. (laughs) But Cameroon Cameroon are strong people. They've been doing really well. Yeah. Um, It's... I I don't know. I mean... It could be an upset. It could be Brazil. Or Brazil could let them win. Because Brazil will... I mean... (laughs) You know, if this wasn't in such a terrible country, this would be probably the most exciting World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the actually really interesting stuff that's happening in the matches is being overshadowed yeah, by the situation. You're right. You're so right. Um, Which sucks for the people who are doing super well. Like, oh god, I I forgot his name. Wea is his last name. Yeah. His father was got the... Um, Golden soccer, yeah. And his son scored the first goal for his family. Like, that's an incredible thing. And most years, it would be super talked about, and it's not. And that's really upsetting. Like, I want that family to be able to celebrate that. I know they are, but like, 
I want him to be celebrated for doing it. Yeah. I, I totally get that. It's a lot of the controversy around this whole Qatar thing that people are not even focusing on the games themselves. Unless they're yeah. upset. They're like, oh, wow, upset. But the rest of it is like, oh, it's, it's quite a ball. Let's focus on this other thing. And I think, yes, like you said, the players should be... Should be... Um, uh, like, awarded their accolades if, like for what they've done. But everything's overshadowed by... Human rights issues and people cannot look away from human rights issues. Even though and we shouldn't. Yeah, we shouldn't. And it just sucks for the people who, you know, this is their biggest chance they've ever gotten and yeah. they don't, you know, they don't get to have that properly celebrated by their, what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anywho, this is the World Cup. <laughs> and next World Cup will be in the United States, which I low-key excited about because i heard that oh. tickets will not be that expensive apparently because looking Ooh. at this this world cup i think most of the good seats were like 300 bucks or something like that and i was like oh, i can afford that i hope like they yeah. like, do bring american capitalism into the whole thing and cause the tickets to be like over a thousand for the, the good seats but like having it in several stadiums enables me to go to multiple games in multiple cities <laughs> I'm like saving up money <laughs> right now so I can afford going to the World Cup. And well, I'm looking at where the matches are now. Oh, that's hmm, okay. There's a lot of different city options. Yeah, they are a lot of different city options. I'm like, I. There, ha- there Houston is one of the options. Yes, you know? I'm sure Houston <laughs> is there. Um, LA is there. San Francisco is there. Philly is there. Um, no, it's Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, slash New Jersey, Philly, San Francisco, Seattle. Okay. Kansas City would be an interesting one. Um, just from the perspective of every other city is, you know, like a very internationally known city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like... Give Kansas City a shot, you know? I mean, Let them prove themselves. I feel like they're like, oh, yeah, we won the Super Bowl. I think we should be able to host it. <laughs> we won the Super Bowl one time, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're like, oh, maybe we should uh, host it. I mean, we have Arrowhead Stadium, which is the the Chiefs, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chiefs main stadium. But, like, I'm interested uh-huh. in seeing how they turn these American football stadiums into, like, football stadiums. Like, it's, like... I mean, they should be able to do it. Yeah. It's not grass. possibly. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, grass. It's just painting it that will be the difference. Yes. Instead of yard lines, it's just squares and <laughs> ovals and semi-circles. Sem- sem- uh, <laughs> and I'm, let's be real, FIFA football is so much easier to understand than American football. Oh my gosh, yes. I have like, been trying to process that. But, yeah. And- I was literally... At every single home game at my high school for three years, I have no idea how to play football. Oh, my. <laughs> None of it's... I, I know that there are four different point values. Um, and you can get... One of those is you can... After you score a touchdown, you can get two points by doing a two-point conversion. That's my big fancy football knowledge. I like, have, that's it. I have no idea what you just said. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like... Football's confusing. Yeah. At least in the US. <laughs> Anywho, what are some last words you want to say to the audience about the World Cup? Because it has been a very dramatic World Cup. One of the most dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sad FIFA is terrible. I'm sad 
Qatar got this and I everything that is happening there to the people that live there and went there to work is horrible. I wish that you know something could happen to help them. Um and you know what? Maybe Brazil will win and be the one thing that ex- we expected to happen. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> predicted Brazil winning. So thank you so much, Harris. Um, thank you for coming on this podcast. We're always excited to have you. It's uh, one of my favorite things. I love <laughs> coming on. Thank you.